Hey, have you ever stayed up really late talking to a friend because you were so excited to chat with them, but then you found yourself feeling really tired and then you start to get like, you know, the late night giggles where it's like you're super tired and you start giggling about like things that aren't even funny. You just giggle because you're just so tired and you start to be like a little delirious, kind of slurring over the words, but you're like still staying up because you want to talk to your friend. That's how I feel right now. And in this situation, guys, you are my friend. And this podcast episode has, there's an intention behind it because it's intentional my podcast. So we got to be intentional here. What we're talking about today that I'm super excited to talk about, whether I'm tired or not, I'm here for this. And this is about branding yourself, rebranding yourself and becoming the person that you want to be. Why are we talking about that this week? Because I swear all week, I've noticed a trend where people have been asking me about this whole concept of like changing their life and how do they now speak about the new things that they're doing or they want to be doing? How do they rebrand themselves? How do they actually become the person that they want to be when for so long they haven't been showing up like that? So now how do we switch? How do we make our dream life a reality for us? Because we know that our branding, the way that we are showing up in the world affects how other people perceive us. And we know that we need other people to help us live our best life. We don't do that on our own. We need other people to help us, in a sense, get what it is we want in our life. All right? Um, Even to serve in the way that we want to serve, right? They need to perceive us as a kind, a person that could help them with XYZ thing, right? Okay, so let's make sure we're all on the same page about this whole branding concept. And then I got some tips for you on how to rebrand yourself. But before we go there, let's start with this. We know everyone has a brand. We don't need to be some huge business to have a brand. We're known for something. We've been making ourselves known for something based on a variety of things, like how you've been showing up, what you wear, what you say what your experience is in, who you hang out with, all the things. There's so many things that make up how people perceive you, which ultimately is your brand. So there's a definition I found on the Googles. It says, a personal brand is a widely recognized and largely uniform perception or impression of an individual based on their experience expertise, competencies, actions, and or achievements within a community, industry, or the marketplace at at large. So in a nutshell, what this really means is that a personal brand is really basically a perception of you, like how a group or a person perceives you, an impression that you give off. And this is usually based off of how you've been showing up, your experience, your expertise, your habits, all the things, okay? So we're on the same page of what the brand is. Now, what is your brand made of? Because you've been, you've been branding yourself. So I wanna know, the question really is, what have you been branding yourself as? And do you even want to be branding yourself as that? Okay, so... Before I dive into what it's all made of, let me give you an example. Back in the day, believe it or not, back in the day, I used to be someone who was perceived as very shy. And I think I even identified as that. Like I was the shy one. Uh, My sister always jokes about how I could never call to even order a pizza. Like I was so nervous about calling and ordering a pizza, even though they don't even know who I am. Like just a person answering the phone and me ordering pizza. I had like so much anxiety about that. And that was like in my early 20s. Okay. So anyways, I was a shy person. Um, You know, I went to school for nonprofit work. So people really knew me for nonprofit work. Like I knew a lot about nonprofits, all the things associated with that. Yeah, that was me. So the nonprofit girl, the shy girl, um, Also, the girl, like this used to be on my evaluations where people, my leadership would comment that I was not authoritative enough. I remember always hearing that. You're just not authoritative. You need to be more authoritative. And that's who I was. That was part of my 
branding, or at least that's what, how people perceived me. Shy, nonprofit girl, not authoritative, right? Lacking maybe these leadership skills, some would say, right? Okay, so that was my brand. And if somebody back then would have said to me, hey, Ange, what do you want your brand to be? What do you want to be known for? Because that's what people are thinking of you now, but is that what you want? Like, who do you actually want to be? And the way that, the reason they're thinking that has a lot to do with how I was truly showing up, my habits, all the things. My thoughts about myself led to them thinking that about me. I mean, obviously, you know, we can't control what people are thinking about us, but Generally speaking, if there's like 10 people that you're around and they all have to say similar things about you, then, you know, you're the common denominator in this situation, right? So I think most people would have said those things about me based on how I was showing up, based on the thoughts I was believing about myself. Like I used to feel like I didn't know how to talk to people. Like I had that story, like I was socially awkward or I don't know what other BS stories did I make up, all kinds of things that held me back. Um, anywho, I bring that up because I am no longer that person. And I don't think that's associated with my brand at all. Like maybe people know in the past I did nonprofit work. I still have a service oriented heart. I feel like that's there. But as far as being shy, I don't think most people would describe me as shy. I don't think people would describe me as not authoritative enough because I am someone who does ask for what it is that I want, but I wasn't always her. So this is the point that I'm bringing up. So now I'm asking you this, who do you want to be? I'm not so much concerned about how you've been showing up. I'm more concerned about who you want to be as you move forward, okay? But maybe now we do got to look at how you've been showing up so we can figure out who you want to be and just make sure that you check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of thing, you know? Like, do you still want to be stepping down the direction that you're headed now? We can check ourselves, okay? So let's look at what your brand is made of. So the experience, what it is that you know. So think about that for yourself. Like, what do you know? Or do you want to be knowing? So maybe now, like a lot of my clients that are wanting to make career switches, they may be like, okay, Ange, I really know the financial services field, but I don't really want to know that anymore. I really actually want to shift and start doing this other thing, right? So then I want you to focus more on what it is you want to know. And the next step is, where can you find the people that know that or immersed in that field or that thing that you want to know? And how can you start, again, immersing yourself in that? So this doesn't need to be necessarily career related. It could be experiences that you just even want to have. Maybe you want to be the person that travels a lot. Okay. And maybe you haven't been doing that. All right. So where are the people that do do that? Where's the blogs at? Where are they hanging out? And start gaining their knowledge and then think about being that person. Like, for example, before I got into traveling galore, I got, I followed um, Nomadic Matt. That's one of the persons I followed. Um, who, Stingy Nomads. Um, a lot of budget kind of focused travelers that were more into like adventure travel. I started following them because that was the kind of person I wanted to be. I started listening to their stuff. I would pay for their guidebooks so I could gain the experience of that person. Okay. So that's one area of the brand is like the experience that you have, what you know. So um, the next is how you help people. Like, what do you want to be known for helping people with? And maybe that's different than what you have been helping people with. So an example is, you know, I just kind of made a career switch myself where I kind of stepped away from the communications consulting related work. And now I'm focused more on intentional life and career design. That's what I want to be known for more of, right? Whereas before, maybe people were, I was starting to develop this brand around my communications consulting stuff, but I wanted to very much intentionally switch that. So what does that mean? That means I had to change how I spoke about myself. So instead of speaking so much onto saying I'm a communications consultant, I had to switch and I now identify as what? An intentional life in career design coach or something like that. You guys know what I am, 
So you guys know my brand, right? That's why you're here. There's something about the way I do things that draws you in because you align with the brand, okay? So next thing is the habits, how you show up. So I want you to think, hmm, okay, let me give you an example. So back in high school, you know, mock elections, when people vote you on being, you know, you voted for something, right? I remember I was voted once for always being late. What the heck? I was branded as that because I was always late for things. So this had to do with how I was showing up and the habits that I had. I had a habit of being late and I was known for that. Would I want to be known for that? No. So that's the stuff I want you to be thinking about. Like, is there, are there habits you actually want to be known for? You know, maybe you want to be known for being the person who is organized, um, who is disciplined, who works out every day, who um, sends a card to their friends or their loved ones whenever it's their birthday. Like you have a habit of doing that. You have a habit of, you know, eating healthy. What are those things? And then you want, like, you want to be so good at this stuff because they're habits, right? That other people notice it and it's part of your brand, part of your identity. Like really be thinking about designing your life in that way. The habits have so much to do with it. Now, the, the next thing is clothing. So I want you to think about someone who has a certain kind of clothing that just stands out to you. You think of them in a certain way because of the clothing that they wear. You branded them in a certain way. Oh, they're the X person. So you can say they're the adventurous one. Oh, they're the eccentric one. Oh, they're the whatever. You have branded them in a certain way. So an example is people often comment on my mom's clothing because my mom is very, I would say, eccentric in how she dresses and does things. The crazy long nails, bright colors, um, different color lipstick, eyeshadows that are different colors, scrunchies that are super colorful, colorful clothes. That's just my mom's personality. And I really think that's a part of her brand. Now, I want you to think about your clothing. What do you want to be known for? That you look a certain way. You're that kind of person. Maybe you want to be a person that looks put together, right? Okay, then what are you wearing that looks put together? Maybe you want to have the identity or the brand of someone who is really active and you always wear clothes that look like you're about to go on an adventure or you're just to be active. That's something that I like. And I also like being, uh, because I was thinking about my clothing brand, like really thinking about this. And I want to be more intentional about this. I'm going to do this a lot more once I officially settle into my new home, like really hone in on this whole clothing thing. But if you've ever worked with me, you know that I wear a lot of like flannel kinds of shirts. Like my friend commented the other day that it looks like I'm about to, like I could teach him how to start a fire (laughs) because I look like I'd be like around a bonfire with like a hat on and like a flannel. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like that made me feel happy though to think that that's in alignment with my brand. Like when you think of me, I you think of someone probably that is going to be in the backwoods that can start a fire that can chill too with the hat and the flannel and just be cozy. And this stuff started really hitting me recently when I had a client a while back who told me that she chose me to work with me because she felt like I was, I forget, I might've mentioned this on the show where she felt like there is, you know, the rooms that where there's a sofa and it's like, Everything is like white, right? And that's the room that no one can go in and touch. It's basically just the room to look pretty. You ever like heard of those kinds of rooms? I've never had one of those, but you may have heard of them or had family members that had those kinds of rooms. And then there's another room where people just go in and they hang out and it's like the super comfy couch and all the things, you know, you just feel good being there. Like you can just be yourself and lounge out on the couch. Well, she told me that I was that room to her. And I was like, so. It's so interesting to me because I was like, what? That's kind of cool, though, because I'd rather be that room that you felt comfortable being around. You could be yourself. So 
Anyways, that got me thinking about like, what am I branding myself as? And I've been thinking about being more intentional with my clothing. So a big thing for me is I really value, a lot of this stuff goes back to your values. I really value being active. I really value adventure. Um, I do value organization. I really do because I do love to have my stuff organized. Um, But I guess when it comes to like my clothing, like if it was like, oh, do you want to make sure that you always look put together? No, I mean, I really (laughs) probably don't. Like I want to be the person who looks like I could be your friend. Like you could chat with me. We could hang around the bonfire or we can go for a walk today and have an awesome chat. Go get a coffee, a smoothie, read some books together, whatever. Nerd it out. That's what I want to present with even my clothing. So I want you to think about that for you because that may be totally different. So really think about your clothing. How does that align with who you want to be, how you want to be perceived, all the things. Think about it. Colors. Okay, that's another thing to think about. I've been thinking about that. Like a lot of, if people just really study me, I wear a lot of the same colors. Yeah, I do. I, I'm very intentional about buying the colors that I really love that make me feel good. So that's just something I, I want to do. I mean, you don't have to do that. You can be the person that wears a lot of different colors like my mom. You know, it depends. So those are other things to think about. Energy. That's a big part of your brand. Are you known as the person that is high vibe, low vibe, grumpy pants? You know, think about that. Um, I, that used to be me. Another thing about my old brand that I was telling you guys about, um, I used to be super serious. Like people would feel like I didn't have time to play because I acted like I didn't. Like I was on a mission. I had to get stuff done. This was a big part of my life when I was in a very busy season when I was worked full time and I went to grad school full time and I was involved in the army stuff and I volunteered and I did a gazillion thousand things. I was very serious and I was not super chatty. Like it just was like that kind of season of my life. But really, I just want to be real. My energy was kind of low because I think I was kind of always in that. uh, How do I describe this? Like the mode where you're always worrying about trying to get all the things done because you're so busy and you're like, I need to focus. I need to get all the things done because really I had so much going on. So anyways, that's how my brand was. Somebody probably wouldn't have described me as fun or high energy. And I think now I've been noticing that a part of the brand that I've been creating has been around this word fun or high energy. When I, when people comment about working with me, they will say like, I love Angie's energy. She's so fun. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, good. Like, that's what I want to put out there. But that wasn't always me. That was not me. If you would have asked people in the past that knew me during that busy season in my life, they would have been like, oh, she's kind of tense. Like tense probably would have been the word that they would have described me as. But that was not me intentionally branding myself. So this is what I want for you is to think about it. Who do you want to be? And even energy wise, do you want to be the person that let's say there's a stressful situation and you handle it so well? That's who you are. And people think of you like anytime there's a stressful thing happening, so-and-so is so good at just like handling it with grace and kindness and just making the situation fun. Maybe that's who you want to be. Like, how can you be more of her, right? Next thing I want to talk about is family. This is a part of your brand too. You know how sometimes our family can brand us in a negative way? You ever have that happen? I have where maybe my family member has acted a fool and I'm like, I, I'm not associated with them. Ever have that? Or sometimes it's our family has been known for something really awesome. Like, oh, they're the part, part of the ex family and they're, you know, the wealthy family or the, um, the, the family that's filled with really good athletes or whatever. The, the family of doctors, the family of, you know, you've heard of that, the family of something. So family stuff can brand us. And the reason I want to bring up family is I know you have a family and you are a leader in that family. So the thing is, you can brand your family in a certain way. You can do it very intentionally. Like, for example, for me, I want to be, have the family. I was talking to Ian about this. I want to have the family of that is adventurous. 
Like I want all my kids to be like super fun and adventurous and be outdoorsy. And yep, this is me being a control freak mom. Like I want you to live this kind of life, okay? <laughs> I want you to go outside and want you to enjoy it. Anyways, I won't be that much of a freak, but maybe, maybe, maybe I will be. Okay. Anywho, I you get you have the power to brand your family a certain way. So be thinking about that. Um, what what kind of family you want to be? Maybe you want to be known as the family that's really connected, that has really good relationships. Like one of my dreams, I think, with my children is like I want my children to just really love each other and have that close bond, like be each other's best friends. I know I can't control that, but if there's some way, like some, I can program the minds of them to be that way, I'm going to try to do it. Like have them really value their family, you know, and then that has to do with like what I teach them about treating other people, the kinds of things I expose to their minds. Like this is me thinking about kids. Um, but really just think about that as a whole. And even if you have older kids, like you still have the power to help shape how they show up. And you could even be the family that has overcome some really hard stuff and now look at you thriving, you know, you can be known as that. Okay, so be thinking about that. Home. Um, this is another category. Like think about how you want your home to be because this is a part of your brand too. You ever go to people's house and you're like, what the heck? Like you go to their bathroom. Maybe this is me being super judgy. Go to their bathroom and you're like, what? Like I hate guys. I'm just gonna, I gotta talk about it. Hair all over like the sink. You know how like people shave and like all the little hairs get everywhere and it's on the sink. I'm judgy about that. Super judgy about it. I just keeping it real. I do not like it. Um, toothpaste stuck every like I don't know. Okay, no. And um, anyways, so in my mind, I'm branding that person as a certain way. It's like, oh, they're the people with the messy bathroom. You know, they're the people. Like I know. Like let's stop trying to pretend that all of us are not judgy as f. Like you know, you be judgy up in here. You know it. And it's funny because people are like, I'm not judgmental at all. Yes, you are. You have a human brain and that's what it's designed to do is judge and decide like, you know, does this person fit in with my tribe? Are they like me? Do they have a bathroom like me? Do they have a whatever? This is how your brain is thinking. I'm just over here keeping it real, okay? Um. Anyways, let's keep going. I, mm, okay, hold up. I got all my notes here. Who do you want to be? I have this question. We've asked this several times already. But I want you to think about the identities that you hold now. And what do you want to hold? This is kind of like all the stuff we've been talking about. I'm going to give you some more examples. Okay. Night person. Like you may be like, I'm a night owl. Okay. Do you want to be a night owl? Or would you rather be a morning person? And if that's the case, how do we help train you to be her? Right. And maybe you are a morning person. And you're happy with being that person. Cool. Then we don't got to rebrand yourself in that way. Um, A shy person, do identify as that? But do you not want to be a shy person? Okay, then we need some trade. We got some training to do to be her. Um, Maybe you identify as someone who's not athletic, someone who struggles with her weight, someone who fill in the blank as a people pleaser, socially awkward, unorganized. These are some of the things I've heard people say this past week. This is who I am. I'm like, okay, who you want to be though? Do you want to be her? Because you can train to be someone else any day. You can. I totally just sounded like my younger sister when I said that. It freaked me out a little bit. Um, hey, Kayla, if you're listening. That's my younger sister, Kayla. Okay, what do you, what you want to be? See, I told you guys, it's, it's getting late and this is what I do. But we're still making progress and you're here with me. Let's go. So um, let's say you wanted let's give a good examples. Let's say you want to be a morning person. This is the easier one to think about. Not always an easier one to become, but an easier one to think about. So if you're a morning person, how do you act? What's your environment like? What are your clothes like? What kind of habits do you have? That's the stuff that you're thinking about to fully rebrand yourself. And this is the thing. You don't got to just rebrand yourself to other people. You got to rebrand yourself to yourself to your own mind. You start need to start training yourself to be a different kind of person. So how would you act if you were a morning person? Well, you'd get up early, right? What would you do in the morning? What did morning people tend to do in the morning? Morning people tell me, what do you tend to do in the morning? I'll tell you. 
What I like to do is I like to journal in the morning. I like to work out in the morning. I like to have my coffee, my water, um, pray, meditate, all the things. That's what I like to do in the morning. Okay. So that's how I act too. What do I think though as a morning person? I think that the morning time is some is like the best time of the day when you have that beautiful time to yourself. I love seeing the sunrise. That's an example of how I think. What's my environment like? Maybe I set up my environment, prep my morning before the morning. Like I start setting out my water, my coffee, put my roll out my yoga mat, put my weights out. I put my clothes out. Maybe I do that to help me be a better morning person. Um, what kinds of clothes? Um, and there's more other habits and things associated with this. Maybe I go to bed at a specific time so I can wake up early enough so I can honor that identity of being a morning person. So there's all this stuff that you need to be thinking about when you're becoming that person you want to be. The same is true for even career stuff. You know, it's not just about morning person or being a confident person or a fit person, but even like, let's say you want to be um, a store owner or a business owner, or you want to be some kind of scientist or whatever it is, you still got to do this work too. You still got to think about how would that person act? What kind of environment do they surround themselves in? What do they wear? What are their habits? This is the stuff I talk about on the show all the time that we just need to keep on talking about so that we can really start to become the people we want to be. Train ourselves to be her. You don't just be that person. Like it doesn't just happen. You have to train to be that person, just like you've trained to become the person that you are now. You've trained to become her. Like when I was that shy person who worked in nonprofit, who was super serious all the time, who wasn't very good at um, being authoritative, I trained to become her. That's how I became her. I had habits that I practiced over and over and I became her. And then one day I decided I don't want to be her anymore. I don't want to be her. I want to be this person. So then I had to train myself to be that person that I am today. Okay. The person that's like, oh, I want to public speak, like do public speaking stuff, even though it scares me sometimes. I want to do more of that. The old me couldn't even order a pizza, right? Couldn't even call Joe and be like, hey, Joe, I want you know, a five topping pizza, all the veggies, all the cheese, give me some ranch on the side. I couldn't even do that. And I didn't even know who Joe was. And it freaked me out to do that, to be that person. Now I'm like, Ted Talk, say what? Here I come. So I had to train to be her is my point. Okay. So I really want you to be thinking about it in that way. So a big, just a reframe for people, like that if you're going to a career transition or you want to be, this is key, is to look at it as a process of you becoming a certain kind of person. So then you got to think about if you're reaching out and you're networking, you need to start surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. You need to do this for your brain. So your brain can start to see the habits of that person and it's going to mock it. That's how the brain works. This is why, guys, you find that, you know, a lot of times people grow up in poverty. They stay in poverty. Not always, because some of us are prime examples of where we're like, I saw that life, I don't want that life. And I've had to reprogram my own mind. You know those limiting beliefs and all that crap that you followed you from childhood? You had to reprogram that so you can be the person that you want to be. You're familiar with this work. So now I want you to think about doing this very intentionally when it comes to the other things you want in your life. More reprogramming, more retraining, more rebranding. All of that stuff is a part of it. Okay, so a couple more fun things. All right, so on the Appalachian Trail, you are often assigned trail names, okay? So these are like nicknames you get on the trail. And it's usually because of you branding yourself a certain way, showing up a certain way, and that's how you got that name. Okay, so let me give you some examples of ones I've heard. Ducky, um, this was due to a girl who, was walking around with her rain suit on and she like, popped a hood on and she had a green jacket and people started calling her like Ducky from, is it the Land Before Time or something like that? Anyways, that's how she got her name. There's someone who got their name wrong turn because he, you guessed it, made a wrong turn on the trail. Rocksteady 
catch up. And this was due to the guy always saying, I'll catch up with you guys. He would always say that. So Mad Monkey, which he's just super quick. He likes to climb things. All the things. Mad Monkey. Sticky Buns, the girl who eats sticky buns all the time. Log Man, the guy who carries a log. Gut, the the um, stomach doctor. Like, okay. So Ian is, his trial name is Indiana Ian. One, he's from Indiana. Two, like the whole Indiana Jones concept. Like he's just like the avid explorer, rocks that whole brand. That's his trail name. My trail name, Fanny Mayo. Why? Because I always carry my fanny pack and I like mayonnaise and I put mayonnaise inside my fanny pack. And it has served me in my life. Let me give you a real quick story. I was at, okay, let me just keep it real. Ian and I are usually pretty healthy eaters. We really identify as that. But with the Appalachian Trail and the crazy hiker hunger that you get from hiking a gazillion miles, food, you're just like, I just need food. So we've stopped at our fair share of fast food. I'm not proud of that, but I'm just keeping it real. So anyways, we've we've gone to these different fast food restaurants and I was in one of them. I don't remember which one. And someone was pissed because they ordered mayonnaise or they asked if they can get mayonnaise. And they're like, we don't have mayonnaise. And she was like, damn it. She's like legit pissed. And I get it. I understand because I'm a huge mayonnaise lover too. So I felt that. I felt her pain. So I looked at her and I was like, I got you, boo. And I pulled out a packet of mayonnaise and I gave it to her and she was so freaking happy. So it's paid off that I carry mayonnaise in my fanny pack is what I'm trying to say. But I branded myself. So I bet you after she left, she was like, that girl is the girl with mayonnaise in her fanny pack. Like I was known as that. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. So, um, Anyways, what I'm trying to say, this is kind of fun, is if you had a trail name, if you had a trail name, what would you want it to be? What would you want it to be? What do you want to be known for? It could be two words. It could be a phrase. It could be whatever it is. But think about that. If you had a trail name on this journey of life, what is it? That'd be fun to answer. So my friend recently had posted on Facebook um, this little meme, it's not a meme, I don't know, a little statement thing. And it was like, put your mood in the last thing you ate. And this is the name of your podcast, mood and last thing you ate. So what I wrote was tired and last thing I ate was nuts. So my podcast would be called Tired Nuts. And I thought that was funny, but I'm not gonna laugh about it right now, but I did think it was funny. Um, so that made me think about this whole branding concept. Like us, we're branding ourselves based on our moods too, how we show up. The ornery person, the whatever person, um, that person that always eats what? Blueberries. I'm that person that always eats blueberries. Love blueberries. Okay. Tips to rebrand yourself. Now we're we're in 32 minutes, Ange, into this thing. And now we're going to talk about tips. Okay. Yes. Better late than never. I got several of them. Let's go. Let's go, homie. All right. Number one is to clarify what you want to be known for. I want you to think about titles that you want to have, okay? What titles do you want to have? And if you're like, want to take this all the professional route and redo your LinkedIn, do it, do it. You put all the titles that you want to have. Start calling yourself that. So um, you can even just throw throw the word aspiring in front of it. If you feel like the fraud stuff is kicking in, imposter syndrome, it's okay. Throw the word inspiring aspiring in front of it and it could work for you. So it could be like um aspiring writer. But I think you don't even need to say that. You can just straight up say writer. If you're writing, you're a writer. Or you can say, let's say you're transitioning fields completely and like let's say I have to go back to school to be a dentist. I might have aspiring dentist, you know, dental student, whatever. Um, so it's all these titles. So here's some titles that clients have told me recently that they want to have. So maybe you can resonate with any of these. Um, millionaire, writer, medical device scientist, financial consultant, course designer, podcaster, coach, bookstore owner, leader of creative professionals, um, retreat owner, like having their own retreat area, um, teacher, yada, yada, the list goes on. And this could be additional things too that are like more fun maybe and not work necessarily related, even though I think all that work stuff is kind of fun too. But like marathon runner, 
single traveler, Spanish speaker, world traveler, remote worker, water lover, farm dweller, gardener, business owner. Those are some more identities. And this is really important when it comes to your goals. Like if you've ever done any clarity work with me when it comes to your vision, your goals, you know I'm big about identity because I want you to set goals and do things in a way that aligns up with how the mind works. That is very important. Very much identity-based. You've been already identifying as a certain kind of person and your brain has has been believing that is true. Um. I always look out for that with clients when a client will say something like, I'm just this kind of person, or I'm just not really good at talking to people. Like I can tell they're starting to identify as that. And I'm like, okay, but do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that is good at talking to people? You do? Okay. First off, we're no longer going to say that then because I don't want your brain finding more evidence to believe that that is true. Your words are so powerful. Oh, I'm just I'm just the person who dates the whatever crappy guys or whatever. It's like, okay, well then stop being that person. Who do you want to be? You want to be the person that attracts what kind of people in your life? Where are they hanging out? What kind of person would that person want to be with? I remember advice that just like helped me so much back in the day when it came to dating. This is relevant to life though, even if you've already got your boo. This is still helpful. Like I remember Andy Stanley. So Pastor Andy Stanley had said, be the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. Let that, let that soak in. Be the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. So I want you to think about this, even when it comes to like career switching, all the things, be that person. So let's say you want to work in this kind of organization and they're looking for that ideal organization you want to work for or that ideal kind of business, like or ideal client, what are they looking for? And you be her and you become a match for it. Act like that person and then you'll become that person. That's really what this stuff is about. Even when we're networking, I was just telling a client today that really to think about this as finding people you want to be more like, having a tribe that you want to have? Who else do you need in your tribe for you to be that person? Who do you need to surround yourself with? Some of us aren't surrounding ourselves with the right people when it comes to who we want to be in our lives. You want to be the person that is more ambitious or is more organized or more fit. Okay, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because, you know, the average of the five, the whole thing, the science supports this too. Make about the same amount of money as people that you spend the most time with. Have a similar body type as them. All the things. And this has to do with how your brain mocks behavior. You can't fight that. Um, And you really got to guard your mind around like who you're around. And you got to think about your energy too. This is the big reason why I don't even watch um, a lot of scary movies and all that stuff anymore. I was just about to go on my rant. I could hear hear Ian saying like, don't talk about this, my husband. Um, because what will happen is I'll hear about like this crazy story that happened. Like someone was murdered in a certain way. This is awful, I know. And then I'm like, what happened? And I start like diving into it. And like, I want to research it and see what happened. And it's like, you're just like intrigued by the whole thing. And Ian's like, why are you looking that up? It makes you feel like crap. It makes you scared. It makes whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like this is me starting to not be intentional about my energy and how I feel. I remember I did this with like Ted Bundy stuff. And I remember I was so afraid in the mornings to go open up the yoga studio when I taught because I'm like, okay, like someone's going to be out there and like steal me and all the bad things will happen. You know, like your mind goes there. And nowadays, you know, I'm in the woods half of the week and it's dark. And then sometimes you think about you know, Friday the 13th stuff or like creepy stuff. And it's like very rarely does that pop in my mind anymore because I haven't watched any crazy scary movies or watched any of that stuff because I don't want my energy to be affected. But anywho, this is what I'm talking about is like guarding your mind, um, especially when you think about who you want to be. The person that you want to be, are they listening to all that crap? The person that you want to be, that happy, joy-filled person, do you think they watch the news constantly? No, they don't. They don't. Because they don't want to live in fear. They don't want that kind of energy. 
So this is why I'm bringing up. It was relevant for me to go on this rant. Okay, so tip number one is clarify what you want to be known for. Think of the titles you want to have. And then the next thing I want to say is put the crown on your own head. Start saying you're that kind of person now. When people ask you to tell them about you, I want you to emphasize what it is you love doing. Not so much about your past, more about what it is you want as you move forward. That's one of the biggest things I see people struggle with when it comes to career switching. Like they'll talk a lot about their past and I'm like, girl, what you're trying to focus on, what you want to give energy to is not necessarily the past. It's about who you want to become. So I want you to talk more about the things that you love doing. And if you're going to talk about the past, tell me what it is you loved about the past so I can think about you as the person who loves those things, who loves you know, the analysis that you did if you love that in the past. Because then when I walk away from you, I'm thinking of you for that. Like, let's say in the past, I remember when I worked in county mental health, I didn't do a ton of training. But if somebody was asking me about, you know, about me, tell me about them. I would emphasize that I love training. You know, I get to do this a little bit at my work and it's my favorite thing. I love it so much. I'm going to give more energy towards that if I want to do more of that. So I want you to be thinking about that for you, talking about more of the things you want to do and that you love so that when people walk away from you, they think of you for that. Like when I was a, a yoga teacher, I used to talk about how I love doing consulting work and that got me to become a consultant, like doing my own consulting business. It started in the yoga studio with me talking about how I wanted to do more of that. And somebody knew someone and they hooked me up with different opportunities. That was like somebody knew someone who knew somebody who knew somebody. Literally, that was like the chain. And then it ended up creating my consulting business. Why? Because I talked more about who I wanted to be instead of who I was. I put the crown on my own head. I started calling myself that already focusing on that, branding myself as that person. And then people believed I was that person. This is the stuff I'm talking about. So in a nutshell, give more energy to the things you want versus the things you don't want. Think about how so many people spend most of their energy talking about all the crap they don't want. Like if you actually listen to people talking around you and like in a restaurant or something, you will hear so much of the conversation geared towards negative things or the crappy stuff that happened, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like all the things they don't want. Why are we giving energy to all that? I, I suck at this too. Like I'm keeping it real. I'm watching, like I, sh- I shouldn't even identify as that. Like I, I'm saying this is something I want to be better about. Because even Ian will call me out sometimes and he'll be like, Ange, why are you ta- still talking about that? You don't even like that. You don't want that. Why are you giving energy to that? And I could be like, yeah, why am I? Doesn't even make me feel good to talk about it. Okay, so think about that. Put the crown on your own head. Start talking and focusing on the things that you love more. Third thing is act like that person that you want to be. I want you to think about this. You put the crown on. Let's say you want to put the crown on. Then you better act like the queen is what I'm trying to say. The clothing better look like the queen, whatever the queen is for you whatever that, the queen is the thing that you want to be. So the clothing's got to align. The friends got to align. You have to have queen friends. You have to have queen clothing. You have to have queen energy. You have to have queen beliefs. You have to have a queen home, queen habits. All that stuff's got to align with the identity that you want to have. And to you, a queen, the queen could be writer, scientist, um, person with a hot husband. I mean, whatever it is. Okay. Um, let's see here. Foster the tribe. The second tip, the fourth tip. We're going to recap these. Don't you worry. Uh, is to foster the tribe of the person you want to be. We talked a lot about this already. I just want to emphasize that if you don't have those people in your life that you want to be like, you need to find those people. You need to hang around them, even if you feel uncomfortable doing it. Like my friend Jill, who wanted to be a salsa dancer right, or get into salsa. What'd she do? She had to go find the salsa people that were doing the salsa dancing. She didn't even know how to do any of that dancing before. And it was her really stepping out of her comfort zone, but she knew who she wanted to be. And then she had to figure out what experience she needed, who had that experience, who she needed to surround herself with. And now she loves it so much. It's so fun to her. 
So think about that for you. The fifth thing is to, this goes back to what I just said, is get the experience that you need. What kind of experience do you need? Where can you find that? Who has been through it? Where do they hang out? Recently, one of my my um, friends and coaching clients reached out to me and she said, hey, Ange, I really think I want to start doing coaching too. And she's like, can you tell me about it? What's your experience? What's your advice? So that was her doing that. She decided that I want to change who I am. Like I want to become a different kind of person. Can you tell me about it? You know, she went to me because I had the experience with it. And I gave her tips like, hey, if it was me, I would do this differently. I do this first. And she was so excited. So I was able to guide her. She would have never found that information, even on the Googles. Without no, She wouldn't even know what to ask to find the information I gave her. So that's why it's really important that you have those right people in your life that have maybe already been through it or that can relate to what it is you're going through. I think you need kind of a blend. You need like the mentorship role person in your life, the coach, and then like the people that are also doing it with you. So that's something to think about when you're thinking about your tribe. Another example for me is Ian and I want to start investing more in like passive income generating opportunities. Well, we don't know a ton about that. We were just talking about that today, hiking. And he's like, I got to find the people that know a lot about that. Who do you think would know about it? And I was like, well, think about the people who've already done it. Who do we know? And we just like kept brainstorming about that so that we can get surrounded by the right tribe. He's been obsessed because he was He's been listening to a lot of Audible books and he was listening to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a phenomenal book. So much about identity. So good. Anywho, classic. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. But that's where he's been geeking out about becoming like this investor and really owning the identity of the the rich person uh, around like, you know, making money work for you versus you working for money. So that's anyways, a side note. All right, guys, so much, so much in this episode. Um, thanks for hanging out with me and listening to all these things. I do have one more thing because I found one more note. We done yet. I got to bring this up. So one of the exercises I did as I was developing this content was I wrote, you know how people say to write your eulogy, like what people would say about you in your at your funeral. And that can be a really powerful exercise. Maybe you've done that before. So I started thinking about writing something like that. So this is what I came up with, and maybe this is something you want to jot down in the future. So this this is an opportunity for you. You could pause this. You can start taking notes in the future um, when you're at the point that you can come back to this, and you'll remember that it's at the end of the episode. So I would say, insert your name. So it'd be like, Angela was, and then leave a blank. What kind of person were you? What adjectives would they use to describe you? Like imagine it's your funeral and someone is reading something about you and they're like, Angela was. And to me, that was, I would say something like Angela was fun, inspiring, adventurous, intentional, disciplined. I may even say she was the kind of person who was all about helping people intentionally design their life. As she would say, hashtag live your best life, you know? She really valued what? So this is you. You are what kind of person? What are the adjectives you want to have people describe you as? You really value what? She helped people by what? How do you want to be known for helping people? She loved what? What are the things that you loved? The people that you love, the things too, like you can love things, like you can love coffee, you can love notebooks, you can love planners like me and be obsessed, you can, you know, love plants, all the things. She spent her free time doing what? Fill in the blank. What do you want to spend your free time doing? So I'll give you a real quick rough example of me going through this whole eulogy thing for myself. So Angela was... Fun, inspiring, adventurous, intentional, disciplined, obsessed with helping people live their best life. She really valued spending quality time with her family, faith, doing a variety of things, adventure, being out in nature, etc. She helped people by helping them get clear on what it was that they really wanted for their lives and becoming that person by developing the right mindset and habits to align with who they want to be. She loved sunrises, enjoying her coffee, journaling, um, listening to the sound of the ocean, 
climbing up mountains, yada, yada. She spent her free time hiking, creating content that helps people live intentionally and do work they love, traveling, laughing a lot, hugging her fat cat, all the things. So those are that's just a little example of that blurb, but I want you to think about that for you. So it started with your name and then some words to describe you, the kind of person you are, what it is you value, how you help people, what you love, and how you want to spend your free time. That was made up in there. So if you want to do a fun journaling thing, that would be really fun. You could do that. All right, let's do a quick recap of the tips to rebrand yourself. We have number one is to clarify what you want to be known for. Think of the titles that you want to have. Number two is to put the crown on your own head. Start saying you're that kind of person now when people ask for you to tell them about you. Emphasize what you love doing. Talk about what you love doing more. The third thing is to act like that person. Think about your clothing, your friends, your energy, your beliefs, your home, your habits, all that stuff. And then the fourth thing is to foster the tribe of the person you want to be. This is in alignment with how you acting like that person. You surround yourself with those kinds of people. Um, The next thing is to get the experience that you need. What kind of experience do you need to be her? Where can you find that experience? Who has been through it? Where do they hang out? Okay, so that's all my tips for you. So this episode was recorded in this strawberry patch room. This is a strawberry themed room that I'm in in this bed and breakfast in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. So it's like the rural area of Pennsylvania Um, I got to stay here for the week. I just want you guys to picture this. It's super freaking cute. Like strawberry wallpaper, strawberry pillows, strawberry artwork, wood on the wall. I'm part of it. Like a, almost like a big log cabin is what this place is. And then I'm having my breakfast on Friday. They're making for Ian and I after I pick him up off the trail. Um, And I'm just, it's just fun to be here. I could smell like manure through the windows because it's all farmland and it sounds weird, but I actually loved this the smell of just like being out in the country and like, I smell that. We're here. We're in the country. This feels good. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to share with you where I'm at in the world. I hope that you're having an awesome freaking day and I want to apologize that I keep on like blowing on my mic. I don't have my normal mic stuff here. So it's a little, I don't know. I don't know the words to describe. But anywho, I love you. I'm so glad that you're here. Please leave a review if you haven't. Shout out to all the people who left reviews recently. I read them and I get so happy that you are here. I want to be friends with you. I want you to reach out to me. Say hi, all the things. I want you to live your best life. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.